Hello, All Beer Inside listeners. We here at All Beer Inside understand that not everyone has the time to watch a YouTube video, so we are presenting the audio-only portion of the show here for your ear holes. This is the audio from episode 143 of the YouTube show, which was originally released on August 19th, 2022. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, and most of the listing avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you're getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. I'm your not-so-humble host, Carp, and today we are in Allberg, Vermont, and joining me is Heather, Levi, and Christy of Kramer and Kin Brewing. Hi. Hey. Hi. Uh, thank you very much for hosting us today and speaking about your brewery, a little bit about the golf course we're on, and I guess Allberg, uh, Vermont in general would be a great talk, so... Once again, thank you very much for speaking with us. You brought me out some tasty-looking beers here to try. Uh, what am I starting with? Well, we're starting with the uh, our honey ale. Okay. So the honey ale is cool because we we keep bees ourselves, mm-hmm. and we uh, use that honey from the bees in in this beer. And um, we haven't we we haven't submitted a lot of beers to competition. That's not really quite our thing. But this one we have, and mm-hmm. we did get an award, not for the beer itself, but for the label. Okay. But we'll take it anyways. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> awesome. so it's cheers. A, cheers. As we do, a toast. It's a light ale with honey. <laughs> okay, awesome. Oh, see, sweet, but not too sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's really great because this is one of our gateway beers. You know, we call it, we, we have a few light varieties that mm-hmm. people just generally trend towards, or if they ask for something light, this is one of those beers we push them towards, and nobody can hate it. So the you know. Bud Molson Coors drinker, that's... That's mm-hmm. the one. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Love to hear that. So what's the beer story? What brought all three of you together to create the Kramer and Kin brand? Well, it's certainly been a dream that we've been working on for a while. We, I mean, maybe 10, 12 years ago, we decided that this was something we wanted to pursue. Obviously, it took a long time to get it, <laughs> to get it into fruition, but we started with a hop yard. So we grow hops okay. just uh, over on the other island here in North Hero. And that really brought us together and we started thinking a little bit more about what we wanted to do with those hops. So we started growing and selling those commercially. And then we decided maybe that's not really the revenue stream that we need. We might need something more. And we all loved beer, so we decided to cultivate this stream. It took a long time, but we each kind of respectively worked in some facet of the business creation. And was it? Two and a half, a little over two and a half years ago, we launched Kramer and Kin. And this location? No, we started out of our garage. Okay. So we had a two-bay garage. Um, thank goodness for that. <laughs> and we bought a small three-and-a-half-barrel system, a little brew house. Levi started brewing on it, and I believe our first beer was brewed on January 4th. 2020. Oh. And um, yeah, we haven't really looked back since then. So you mentioned you start brewing January 4th? obviously commercially, and then it's, hey, what's this pandemic thing that might be happening? And everything went to hell all of a sudden in March, so that must have been uh, quite frustrating. Yeah, it was a wild ride. We, uh, so we started in uh, January, as, as Christy said, and I guess the pandemic hit in earnest in March, if my memory serves, and right off the bat, you know, with a lot of those restaurant closings, and a lot of those relationships we were working really hard to cultivate, a lot of these draft accounts, mm-hmm. um, you know, understandably so, everyone dropped us. Yeah. And so all of a sudden we had a ton of beer in kegs and nobody to drink it and we didn't know what we were going to do. Um, 
But we were, you know, we had um, some great foresight on Christie's side. We wheeled immediately to a canning line, mm -hmm. and um, because we were so quick on that, we were actually pretty far up in the queue, and we got, we got a canning line within three weeks. Nice. Whereas I heard of some people um, waiting up to fifteen weeks, twenty oh. weeks. Once, yeah. Once the pandemic was on in earnest and, and canning was for real, you know, next to follow was a can shortage and, and then material shortages. But uh, needless to say, once we got the canning line, we were able to start canning our beer and we were able to start cultivating more, uh, more distribution accounts mm -hmm. by getting on the shelves in grocery stores. And that's kind of what kept us afloat for a long time. That's awesome. How do all three of you know each other? Pretty well. We're, we're siblings. <laughs> okay. so I've known her for a long time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. 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 And then uh, I, we're married. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess Kramer and Ken, that's where it comes from, is one of your last yeah. names is Kramer. So mm -hmm. Kramer and Ken. That's right. Pretty, pretty simple. Why not something like Alberg Brewing or North Here Brewing or, or anything like that or some punny name? What made you decide, you know, this is a family brewery, this is what we're going to name it? We're really lucky to be up here and mm -hmm. to be um, enjoying this beer. But it's not lost on us that we are, we're, we're taking credit for what a lot of people helped us achieve. Okay. You know, a lot of our family, um, we've had so much support from friends that it didn't really feel right to go funny. It felt more appropriate to be uh, serious mm -hmm. and kind of pay homage to all the people that got us here. That's what the kin is about. You know, there were Kramers, but the kin, uh, addresses the idea that there's a lot of people that stood behind us through thick and thin and supported us through thick and thin, um, gave us places to live monetarily, just emotionally. Mm -hmm. So that's where it kind of comes from. And we're really proud of that because I, th I think it's important. It's important to us to kind of pay that, pay that tribute to, to who, the people that helped get us here. Yeah. Uh, you picked a pretty unique location with the golf club where they just welcoming to you guys or like, yeah, we need to fill the restaurant. What's going on here? Or how'd that, how'd that come about? Well, this piece of property has been on the market for sale for the last few years. And we've been on the search for the breweries forever home for okay. since our inception, really knowing that we would um, grow out of our garage space and looking forward to that point when we can reposition the brewery in a larger space that mm -hmm. we can continue to grow in and on property that we continue to grow on. And so we collectively decided to approach the owners of the golf course mm -hmm. um, and just have a conversation and see if they were interested in us joining them here. And uh, fortunately, they were open to that idea and that collaboration on this piece of property. So we got into this space and mm -hmm. renovated it and uh, busted our buns and got open by <laughs> April 15th. Mm -hmm. And this is our first season um, on the Alberg Golf Links and in this new space. Alternatively, we started out in North Hero with a retail space. Okay, like a tap room, right? A tap room, yeah. yes. Yep. Yeah, because I noticed because there's the Vermont Brewers Association app. Yeah. And when I tried to tag myself here, because I'm beers my Pokemon, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just trying new breweries, checking in new beers on Untapped all the time, and it was like, oh no, you're not at the right location. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm at the right location. It says Kramer and Kin here. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you had mentioned, Christy, I believe that you had a tap room down the road, which is mm -hmm. what they have, mm -hmm. but I just took a selfie and they haven't let me have it yet. So it's, uh, I will be visiting the tap room at some point. Uh, unfortunately, life is busy whenever I do these things, and we don't really always have the time to visit as many breweries afterwards if we want to. Plus, I say enjoy responsibly. I'm the driver. 
I got to watch what I do. Mm -hmm. So the last yeah, thing I need is a DUI. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Got to be safe. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But it's probably worth mentioning, you know, um, along the lines of the support that we've gotten through the through the launch of the business. When we came to the Albert Golf Links, again, um, it felt like we were supported and welcomed, and we were relatively new. Um, with you know, we'd been in business a little while. Uh, and it, it meant a lot to us, I think, that the owners of the golf course were willing to take a chance on us, kind of an unproven mm -hmm. up-and-comer. Um, and again, that just kind of falls in line with how much support we've gotten through the process. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably worth it. Oh, I'm sure, you know, when Hill Farmstead and Alchemist started way back in the day, it was like, let's give these guys a chance. It's the mm -hmm. same thing. And now mm -hmm. look where they are. So who knows what you guys will bring in the next couple of years, mm -hmm. especially at a golf course, somebody who... I'm not a golfer, but I have family members who golf, and it's always like, let's enjoy a beer while we're on the course. You know, same mm -hmm. thing. One enjoy beers between the two of them, 18 holes. It's, it's a comfortable thing, and, and beer to me is, especially in cans. I'm sure that's why you decided that is, we can get those out. People can drink these on a beach, yeah. not have to worry about broken glass anywhere. So, right. Yeah. Right. It really does take a community to raise a brewery, mm -hmm. and we've experienced that in so many ways. And this, this space experiences an entire like really diverse cross-section of humans rolling through so we get to talk to a lot of different kinds of folks and so that's one of the cool parts about and kin yeah. is that it's constantly expanding you know it's very it's inclusive in its intention and mm -hmm. so all these new folks that are coming in and getting to know us and our business and our and our team like they're becoming yeah. kin every day we're adding to them Plus, it's nice you guys are right across the border for us. So, like, for us, such us Montrealers are an hour five without border traffic. Are, yeah. Do you find you're getting, now that things are kind of more reopened, a lot of Canadians coming down for a quick round and meal and beer after? Yeah, it, it is really nice because we started and COVID hit, mm -hmm. everything shut down. So, we haven't had a season yet where we've seen our typical Canadian yeah. folks coming across. So, it's been really nice to start to see that. And it feels... Yeah. It feels normal again. <laughs> Can I say that word? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're, you're hearing that French accent. You're like, oh yeah. Yeah, I remember you. They're not far you. from us. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> amazing. Uh, that's good to hear. And I'm sure. Now I'm assuming the brewery's in the basement. Yep. Is there any kind of difficulties bringing stuff in, or was it like, oh sure, knock down that wall, but just put it back up after? No. Honestly, the 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 space was pretty well uh, set up for us. Mm -hmm. It was basically storage. Okay. Um, but the ceiling height is the same as our garage was. Okay. So everything fit from a height perspective, and the floor print is about four times bigger. Okay. So we were able to slide in pretty easily. I mean, we had to do a little bit of work to kind of um, retrofit everything, mm -hmm. you know, for gas and electric, but uh, generally it slid in pretty well and with space for expansion. So um, we're pretty excited. That, that wasn't too bad. We were down for five weeks okay. from when I broke the brewery in the garage to when we brewed our first beer here. It was a five week span, which uh, doesn't seem like a lot, but uh, it seemed like I was down forever. <laughs> um, but in hindsight, it was, it was a, it was pretty cool, it was pretty quick. That's awesome. And uh, I'm guessing clearly the golf course was more than welcoming and the city of Alberg itself was like, yes, bring bring the beer here, we need this. We need another local business mm -hmm. to, to get up and running, right? There's no like city, let's say mayor or whatever is like, no, I don't want that. Just please, more, more local businesses is what we need, mm -hmm. so. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We've been very welcomed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. That's great very, yeah, yeah, super grateful. Lo love hearing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, all support. When we went to, we uh, attended the 4th of July parade and it was pretty cool. You know, we've only been here a few months and 
uh, still a lot of shout outs from the crowd and hall I mean we put our um, we put our brew house on a on a float yeah and it was it was a lot of fun and just to be part of that and be part of the community in that way in a fun way it was really cool to see kind of the outpouring of support you know it's fourth of July everybody's having a good time yeah. um, but a lot of high fives you know so it was pretty cool that's amazing all right, what's this next beer I got here? So this is the Spruce Ale. Okay. The Spruce Tip. This is a special one to me. We had talked about um, a little bit about what my first beer was and how all that went, and mm -hmm. I feel like it's worth mentioning, this was my first beer. This okay. was my first home brew that went horribly wrong. <laughs> but I liked, I liked the concept. Amazing. This is you. Cheers. Toast. Toast. Cheers. Beer toast. Cheers. <laughs> So yeah, when, when I brewed this at home in my five gallon bucket for the first time ever, my first brew, um, it, was, it was horribly contaminated, undrinkable. In fact, we called it pop and chug because it was classic. You pulled the top off and it just volcanoes. <laughs> yeah. So this is our pop and chug. And we had cases and cases of it and we drank it. We did. Because mm -hmm. uh, we worked hard on that. Then um, I, I let it be for a few years, probably three or four years. Mm -hmm. And then finally I came back to it. And um, now we've been brewing it twice a year for, I guess, two years now. And I brew it when the spruce tips are fresh, mm -hmm. and then I freeze a bunch and I brew it at Christmas. Okay. And so, and now um, I refine the recipe, I refine my technique, and now we can actually produce a pretty good beer. And what I love about this is um, it's light and it's uh, sprucey, piney almost, but not resinous. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's, that's key to the beer. Yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. want like that resin over bitterness, crazy mm. like punch in the mouth type of thing. Yeah. So. Some of the first ones I made, um, the resinous character almost coated your teeth, um, and you were licking it off, and it was yeah. it was too much. But this has just that spruce character where it's identifiable, um, but then it goes away. It's just mm -hmm. it's, it's just a beautiful beer and my personal favorite. Yeah. What actually got you into brewing, Levi? Like, I'm assuming you had what we could call a normal job first and then got into brewing. Yeah, I, I um, had a normal job and I'm, you know, it's kind of funny. So back to what Krista was saying about the hop yard, mm -hmm. we, um, it was dark of winter, December, and my little brother said, we should be growing hops. At that time, we had just started home brewing. We didn't know anything about really craft beer or hop growing, but we said, okay, and we did some research and we put some poles in the ground, we put some rhizomes in the ground and we started growing hops. And it wasn't until we were dropping our first crop off to these breweries and uh, we got some tours and we had our meals comped and we felt like big shots for a hot second. <laughs> and then um, we started to realize like the brewing side of this is really cool. Yeah. Like that's where we want to go. It was, we started to be like, okay, this growing hops, we got a, a bajillion hours in this in labor and we're getting, you know, we're not making any money and um, is it worth it? And then we start touring these breweries and getting these behind the scenes looks. And that's when we realized that's, that's where we want to go. Mm -hmm. At that point, I applied to the American Brewers Guild, which is a brewing school down in Middlebury. And I was waitlisted for two years. So for two years, I continued to work my regular job. I continued to make bad homebrew. Yeah. And um, then once I got some formal education, uh, things really started taking off from there. Mm -hmm. So you guys stuck with a very standard naming. It's, this is what the beer is. Uh, but your labeling is, is nice and, and full of nature and stuff. What made you decide to keep with the standardized naming and not, like I said, punniness and all that stuff before. And as well, you're labeling who does that. We're pretty simple folks, yeah. you know, and we like great beer. And, and so our naming really reflects that. Mm -hmm. It's ingredient based. We do a lot of wild crafting or as much as our schedules allow in its current state. 
Um, and we grow quite a few things, um, including hops. And we also have a lot of farmer friends. And we're putting all of those things in beer. You know, beer is an agricultural product. Yeah. And, um, and so the names of our beers reflect um, these ingredient-based infusions. So it keeps it simple. You know, I think folks, to some degree, appreciate like the say, mm -hmm. say it is as it is. And um, it's a red ale. Like, I'm going to have the red ale. You know, and then we can further describe in our conversations like what those flavor attributes are and how and how they might best enjoy that. You okay. know, so amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, the labeling, because you mentioned you won an award. Mm. Who who do, who designs the labels? It's a it's a collective. We okay. all have a lot of ideas. Uh, we actually knew what our labels, our co label concept. Um, would be reflective of like prior to even settling on a name for the brewery mm -hmm. and so we are all very naturalist driven we love being outside we all grew up outside and um, and so these are inspired by field guides they're inspired by Smokey the Bear you know <laughs> so you'll see Smokey the Bear posters around our tasting space and tap rooms and um, and played a big part you know in in the formation of of this brand if you will um, to use like more marketing speak, but um, but the are also with the underlying intention and ethos of being educational. So mm -hmm. on each of our labels, there are um, facts and okay. and information about the concept that's featured, whether it's ingredient based or whether it is an animal or a reptile or an insect. Um, there is an opportunity to learn if you have the opportunity to wrap your hand around a beer. So mm -hmm. so we are hoping to inspire some some awe for the natural world, mm. you know, for folks. Yeah, I mean, craft beer is a learning experience. You know, I started my journey about 15 years ago with our big beer festival we have in Montreal. And I'm like, whoa, beer can have flavor. What's this about? And it's mm. like, oh, you didn't know about these guys. You didn't know about these guys. And with the prevalency of the internet and apps and stuff now, it's so easy. It is not difficult to find good beer. Mm -hmm. You just, you literally open Google, brewery near me. Yeah. That's it. Yep. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. so simple now. And like Vermont, you have the Brewers Association. New York has their own. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure every state has a, an app, but as a, somebody who travels for beer, it just it makes my life so much easier that mm -hmm. I could just open my phone and here's where I am. Let's find some beer. So yeah. And I'm sure that helps a lot too. Is getting beer geeks like me in that you never expect to see. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And it also is a little nerve wracking. You know, yeah. as we <laughs> opened up, that was one of the things. Vermont has a very saturated market when it comes to really good beer. Yeah. And um, yeah, you got to come to play. Yeah. So it is both exciting and it's really nice to be able to experience our beer through people mm -hmm. and folks, um, most definitely. But it's also can be stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When your name is on the beer, you know, yeah, your yeah. name is literally yeah. on the beer. And you know, and it's all of us, you know, it's like, you know, whether it's served or brewed, it's our names on the beer and, and giving that to people to essentially judge you. You know, that that yeah. was hard at first. I mean I think we've gotten over it now yeah. because yeah. we have a lot more confidence in what we're doing, but um, that was difficult at first. Yeah. So I come in and I generally friends in the area to try, I come here, I drink a couple of beers, play some golf. A uh, couple of friends in the area to try. They'd highly suggest go to this brewery, go to that brewery, take the ferry back over to Plattsburgh. Like, who who do you give shout outs to? There's a lot. Well, yeah, there is a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, when I think of like our our close knit friends, I, I think of a region. Two heroes in South Hero, right off. You know, I know those guys pretty well. I've homebrewed with them a, a couple of times, um, so we're big fans and supporters of theirs. 
Uh, I cut my teeth at 14 Star. That's okay. I was their head brewer for a short time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I got a lot of love for 14 Star. That's where I really learned how to make like production beer, mm-hmm. you know, on a large scale and do it well and do it right. And that's so, I got a lot of love for them. Mill River, right there in St. Albans as well. You know, when we, you know, during the can shortage, when we were tight and we had no cans and we had beer in tank and we had bills to pay, yeah. it was Mill River who came through and sold me a rack of cans. And I know that's valuable to them, uh, but they saved our bacon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so big shout out to them. And then of course, I'll say Brewing Company because they, um, they just, they brew a lot of great beer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like whether they know it or not, we feel like we're fanboys and we just kind of, we're, we're kind of two spirits on the same yeah. journey, I guess. Yeah. They're so, actually next week's episode too. So. Perfect. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Segue. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, for me, that, that would be, that would be my shout outs. I don't know if you have anything mm-hmm. to add. Um, yeah, I guess I would just add that, um, as you mentioned, you know, supporting local and we really, as, as we got into Alberg, always, we do our best to buy, whatever we can locally, um, that's just our moral compass. And Mm -hmm. as we built this business, we stay true to that. And um, so we, you know, from a bar perspective, we house a lot of um, local wines. So we've got Ellison uh, Vineyard, which is right in Grand Isle. They also have an outlet in Stowe. They're wonderful. Um, Who else? There's a lot of local. Snow Farm Vineyard is also on South Hero, but the islands, I feel like has started to take off in the way of just really great crafted beverages mm-hmm. and you can really make a, a day or a weekend out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Levi, what the area have you tried to harvest any wild yeast yet or? Um, I haven't. Okay. Um, I've read some books on it. I'm just, um, I'm working toward it. It's like in the back of my mind, you know, <laughs> it's like I want to. The closest I've gotten is uh, we've done some barrel age project okay. stuff still under a, as a controlled environment as I can, mm-hmm. you know, but there, you know, with barrels, there is an element of, of wildness that kind of comes into play. And that's probably as, as daring as I've gotten so far. <laughs> um, back when I was home brewing, yeah. I did. I tried to make cider with some wild apple yeast. I tried to make, uh, I tried, I tried with no success, not even very little <laughs> success, no success. <laughs> so I have been conditioned to, um, to failing in that regard. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, well, I think I would love to get back there. I mean, yeah. I think the, the thing is when you start talking about wild yeast and, and harvesting wild yeast from the environment, you have to expect that there is a high, high fail rate and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, you know, so when I'm okay with that, then, well, then I'll go for it. Fantastic. Next beer, please. The Red Ale. Okay. So this one's cool because um, we brewed this initially for the flight. You know, we needed, we had a dark beer, we had some lighter beers, we needed a red beer to balance out the flight. And the red was cool because it was the first beer, the only beer that I've brewed at the first beer, the first brew was perfect. I didn't change the recipe. This is literally the first recipe that I wrote down on paper, did the math, and this is what we got. Awesome. Cheers. Toast. I almost had it to my lips. Toast. Toast. (laughs) Try not to spill too much. (laughs) There we go. Mm. And the reason I love it so much is it's rich, it's malty, um, but then it has, it does finish a little bit bitter. So it's kind of like a, it's a nice, it's a nice strong beer that holds mm-hmm. its own. And wow, I, I, fantastic red. yeah, it's, it, that was the thing I, I had it and I was like, that's it. It was that moment where I was like, that's it. I don't need to change this. I am by nature, a tinkerer. Mm-hmm. 
I have a perfect, like we have the American IPA and then these two are telling me it's great, don't touch it. And I'm still tinkering the hops and they're saying, don't touch the beer. I am, that's my flaw. I'm a tinkerer. Maybe, this one, I've been hands off. Yeah, maybe it's just yeah. now you need American IPA number one, number two, number three, number four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just put the hop varieties on me. Uh, you know, friends of the show, uh, Kanawaki Brewing, uh, he does the, each new beer he comes out with is a three hop, like his three hops variety. Cause just calls it three hops this time. One, two, twelve. Like he just keeps going. So mm. it could just be as simple as that. Is yeah. just mm -hmm. add the number, mm. or just add the hops underneath for those who are looking for those hop profiles. Like you know the beer nerds come in and mm. oh I I love cashmere. I love this hop. Like let me see just those beers. And it's like well we don't have those yet. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we're still when you think about it, you guys are still fairly new. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you know especially how long is Vermont's you guys have 72 breweries now in Vermont, something like that. Sounds about right. That, Population yeah. of 700 ish thousand. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of beer for people mm -hmm. to drive. Yes. So, yes. and you know, your state's four hours mm -hmm. deep and three hours wide. It's it's not that hard to yeah. visit them all at some point. So, yeah. definitely uh, for Montrealers, this would to me be the first stop I would come to. Uh, and then down to Two Heroes and then over to Burlington. It would be, yep. it's so simple for a, a beer snob or geek or however you want to say it to just come here and try great beer everywhere so yeah i mean and and the red like the red's great it's yeah. it's another like the spruce is the spruce is my favorite the red's the next mm -hmm. um it's just it's just so good and, and part of back to how we name things and the the philosophy around our beer it is relatively simple yeah. i mean we're just trying to brew gray beer true to style but just just like good drinking beer. And we want to name it as such. And we don't want names that turn people off or confuse people. We just, if it's a red ale, it's a red ale. And this is, a, this is our take on what a red ale is. And so, um, you know, this one we're really proud of. Um, it's, just, it's just so damn good. Especially where I come from, as, as English is my primary language. And, you know, I'm in a very French area. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I want le ceci, le pluie, and I'm just like, ah, just give me the IPA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's, sometimes it's just so much easier to, to not complicate things. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. why complicate things? Just keep them nice and simple. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the roasted barley, yeah. like, toffee note in yeah. this particular beer that yeah. I love. Yeah, it's, it's, it's malty and toffee on my palate. And yeah. I'm far from a, one of these super tasters. I'm probably not getting, not getting my Cicerone anytime soon. Uh, I just, I know what I like. I like drinking craft beer mm -hmm. and I'm willing to try them all. So yeah, yeah, amazing. Uh, so you mentioned you kind of collabed for, with local honey for the, the honey beer. Yep. Uh, what are some other collabs you've done, whether it comes to either getting coffee or for your spruce tips or using like a local farmer? Like what are some collabs you guys have already done as a team? Yeah. So one, one notable, a few notable ones, but there is, we do a pink boots brew so yes. for those of you that don't know the pink boots society they are in um, a society that helps promote women mm -hmm. and non-gendered in in this industry um which we need more of yeah absolutely so. absolutely so we every year they do a pink boots brew mm -hmm. we do one as well to help promote and we've decided to take the opportunity to really collaborate with women-owned businesses mm -hmm. uh, the first one we did was kestrel in Burlington, they do wonderful. They have a couple of wonderful coffee shops and they do an outstanding job. So we take their cold brew and we make a coffee IPA. Mm -hmm. And that one, you know, again, we brewed it. Levi came up with a recipe, brewed it for the Pink Boots brew, but it became a hit mm -hmm. and we keep it on. And they've been wonderful to work with and have had an amazing amount of success in what they do. 
Uh, and then this year we worked with Ariel's Infused Honey. She's out of Waitsfield and she does really amazing infused honey, one of which is a pepper honey. Mm -hmm. And so we did a spicy golden ale with her pepper infused honey. And that, again, has been a successful hit and we're actually picking up honey on Monday to continue that trend. So we're really excited about taking this Pink Boots brew mm -hmm. and really cultivating women, not, in, not only in our industry, but yeah. in Vermont and, and, and close by. So that's been really exciting. I don't know if you've heard of uh, the Brave Noise beer as well. Uh, yeah. It's based out of uh, Whitby, Ontario. It's Aaron from Little Beasts. Okay. Uh, it's basically, there's way too much sexual harassment in breweries, unfortunately, mm -hmm. because, you know, most guys aren't very, most guys are not, are, not great people, <laughs> most guys. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it's like to prevent that from happening and it's to support local women's. And then there's um, the alt, when the pandemic started, the all together, mm -hmm. or in Quebec, we had a Ça va bien aller, so things will get better. Yeah. And those were, those collab slash charity beers, I love hearing the concept of here's the base beer, make it your own, and make sure something goes to charity. Absolutely. And I do find a lot of breweries, it is supporting local businesses and supporting charities at the same time mm -hmm. is you know you helped us let us help you absolutely and i'm sure the same thing i'm sure a farmer pulls up and he's giving your spent, spent grain so mm -hmm. it's it's all like one good agricultural money spending circle that needs to in my opinion be bigger it's very slow there is the craft the old school macro drinkers who are shifting but it's we need more yeah you know stop buying for example in america would be inbev or budweiser in Canada as Molson, Labatt, it's fine. Keep those businesses going, but at the same time, buy four pack here. Yep. Every, I'm sure every four pack helps. Yeah, so, absolutely. There's no question about it. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Levi, do you see yourself doing, kind of what are your some dream collabs that you'd love to brew with? Oh, let's see, dream collabs. Yeah. Local, um, national, North I, America. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. More. I guess if I was gonna want, if I was gonna collab, so we've done the collaborations as Chrissy mentioned that have kind of been outside the industry. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say we did a few small collaborations early on. Uh, well, I guess we did one with Vermont Pub and Brewery out of Burlington. Um, but if I was gonna choose a collab, I wouldn't go with the big names. You might think. I think I would go back to my roots to where I first tasted craft beer, back in Colorado Springs, Bristol Brewery, Phantom Canyon. Mm -hmm. Those were the breweries when I was, I mean, I was a young man, I was in college, I was drinking, you know, Bud Light by the gallon, <laughs> Coors Light by the gallon. Um, those were the breweries that I started actually tasting beer, and it, that's where it changed for me. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't even tell you what Bristol Brewery brews. I couldn't even tell you one of their beers. But what I do remember vividly in my mind is the smell. And I remember going in there because it was kind of a hip, cool place. And some of my friends were like, let's go to a brewery. And I was like, oh, sure, whatever. Um, but I remember the smell of just, you know, kind of like hot grain and just hops and boiling. And I just, I remember that smell being kind of like um, captivating. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the vivid moment that's in my mind. And so I would love to go back to those guys mm -hmm. and be like, they don't even know how much my life changed there. I didn't even know at the moment how much my life was changing. <laughs> yeah. But they're the ones who set, you know, set us off on this kind of path a long time ago. And yeah. so I'd like to revisit them, say thank you, let's collab. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, you know, the light bulb over the head or mm -hmm. the switch flipping all of a sudden you're like, whoa, you know, what where is, was this all my life? Yeah, what is this craft so, yeah. thing? Um, and you know, to piggyback on that, you know, 
Um, we're from Alaska. I would love to go back to Alaska and do some collabs with some Alaska. Somebody like that. Yeah. yeah. I was, you know, Heather worked at Hoodoo for a long time and I got to meet the owner there in passing. We're not quite buddies, but, um, but I'd love to, you know, work with him or, you know, Alaskan Brewing Company. So, um, or, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a number of them. I don't have deep relations there necessarily, but that's where I'm from. Mm -hmm. So that would be the, that would be the kind of draw there. But um, yeah, I, I would go back to where I started, where craft originated for me. Could you see yourself brewing with 14 Star as well, since they kind of absolutely more oh, commercial brewing? Oh life yeah, absolutely. I'm always pestering those guys when I need something. <laughs> they're the ones I call. Yeah. Um, so so again, a big shout out to them being support, big supporters yeah. of us. Um, but yeah, I would love to do a collaboration yeah. with them, and we will. We definitely yeah. will. We talk about it all the time. We just haven't quite got there, or like haven't got it done. But um, yeah, I mean, you know. The 14 stars yeah. the Mill rivers of the world um i would definitely collaborate yeah. with those guys for sure i like to ask this when clearly you're running a brewery and a restaurant uh so that's more than full time uh but let's say somehow you get an assistant brewer staff steps up you could take two weeks off and go on the ultimate beercation either as a group or individually what is that dream beercation that you've never taken mm, that's a good one it's a lot of good beer in the it's, world. I feel like it's easy for me. I think we have been talking about going to Germany for Oktoberfest yes. yeah. forever. And we keep being like, this, this next year's the year, next year's the year. So I feel like that is certainly not only a bucket list item, but it's an essential part of our goal. Yeah. So yeah, that's it would be Germany. Yeah. I mean, we do brew a Kolsch style, yeah. um, but I don't know that I've ever had a proper Kolsch. Okay. You know, so yeah. maybe to go to Germany and see what that's about and, mm -hmm. and see, you know, like we tout ourselves, we're brewing this like, you know, this proper true style beer. Maybe it'd be good to go taste a proper yeah. beer yeah. and see what, what we're even talking about. So, yeah, I, I would second Germany for sure. Um, second to Germany, though, I want to go back to Australia. That's for the beer, but also just because we were there for a short time and it was great. There's a few small breweries that... Um, that I just can't get out of my mind. Little Creatures is the first one that comes to mind. Um, it's been years since I've drank their beer and I still think about it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I still think about their beer. I would be worth a plane ticket to go taste it one more time. Uh, Heather, yourself, if you could step away yeah. on your own kind of beercation, same yeah. thing, somewhere um, else. It would be like a, like a beer train trip through Europe. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. like multiple countries. Yeah. yeah, big old backpack, you know. Just drink my way through. Yeah. yeah. If I could suggest a beginner Oktoberfest, it's in uh, Kitchener, Ontario. It used to be called Berlin, Ontario, but they changed it. Uh, and they have the second largest Oktoberfest in the world. There's real Oktoberfest and then the one in Kitchener. Okay. And Kitchener from Montreal is only about six hour drive. So it's a great city and the Waterloo region alone, I believe has 36 breweries. And Amazing. it's, yeah, so. Yeah. If I can make that suggestion, if you want to experience small Oktoberfest before big Oktoberfest, head on up to Kitchener. Super friendly people. It's uh, what's called the Bible Bible Belt area of Canada, okay. uh, especially Ontario. So super friendly people at all times and, you know, great attitudes. Typical Canadian, as we're called, you know, mm -hmm. we bump into you and we say sorry. So <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Awesome. Uh, what's this last beer I'm trying here? This is the Black IPA. Okay. And so I had mentioned Vermont Pub and Brewery yep. originally, and I had talked about the, uh, the, the American Brewers Guild. 
So as I graduated through the American Brewers Guild, that formal training that I received, they set you up. Part of the training or part of the class is, is they give you a brewery to apprentice at. Okay. And I was like, I want the alchemist. I want this yeah. and that. And they're like, yeah, we're going to send you to the Vermont Pub and Brewery. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> uh, turns out that was a really great decision because, um, for one, um, they still brew all hands-on. There's, mm -hmm. no, there's not a lot of automation. There's not a lot of automation downstairs. And now that I've been in the brewing industry a little bit, I feel like there's, uh, there's something to that. You should be able to brew with your hands and your shoulders and your mm -hmm. back yeah. um, before you can push the buttons. You know, uh, but uh, Greg Noonan is, uh, he owned and started Vermont Pub and Brewery and he is credited with this style. Um, at least I give him credit, a lot mm -hmm. of other people do too. And so this is, I mean, back to the origins of our journey, you know, that was where I apprenticed. I mean, I did the book work yeah. and then I did the apprenticeship and that's where I learned how to brew beer. And so, you know, to Vermont Pub Brewery and to Greg Noonan, I'd have to say, you know, he's yeah. a black IPA. As you do, I toast. Oh, I missed you. Let's do some, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Go to Vermont Pub. Mm. Yeah, they're awesome. Coincidentally, this was the first brew that we brewed commercially in our, in our, in our garage. Um, this was the first one. This is the January 4th brew, mm -hmm. the Black IPA. That is fantastic. Yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's special. It's special in a lot of ways to yeah. us. Um, mm -hmm. It just continues to be a winner. We brew it year round. We don't take a break from it. Mm -hmm. uh, your flight's pretty unique. I like the little handles. Is that a, a local maker or you, you do them yourselves? It is. It's a local woodworker. Okay. Um, Heather, remind me of... Dave. Oh, Dusty Pine. Yeah, yep. Dusty Dave Pines. at Dusty yeah. Pine Design. That's perfect yep. for a woodworking person. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he also made this table. Okay. So um, he's been pretty incredible and yeah. very helpful in our journey as well. And yeah, made these beautiful yeah. tasting plates. Yep. And obviously very talented. Yeah, yeah. this is sort this um, out for us. reclaimed pallet wood. Okay. Mm -hmm. Some cool. of these elements are reclaimed yeah. pallet wood. Um, so yeah, this the idea was it was like the toolbox. Mm -hmm. The carrying toolbox, yeah. carrier tools. <laughs> Anyways, that was the inspiration, um, and we just kind of talked to Dave and let him go. And this is what he this is what he made. He intentionally made. You see, he intentionally got the height perfect yep. to fit these glasses. Like he's, um, you know, he recessed the magnetic strip. I oh, mean, so they're magnets. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are actually ironically our last interview, uh, Catalyst Brewing. It's a it's a flight. It's a board. And right in the middle, there's a little magnet where they drop your flight cards. So you fill oh, out nice. your own flight card, and you put your name on it, so they know who to serve, and you just they just drop a little magnet on it. So, Ooh. yeah, I love the uniqueness of every palette. I mean, there's some wild ones, and then there's the people who just did simple ones. I was super impressed with Valcor, like the reused metal that they use for those like metal handle flights and stuff. Mm. It's every place is so very unique when they want to come to their flights to because it's a representation of, of your brand. Yeah. So that's that's the important part. Uh, and you know this is fun just the toolbox that's amazing uh you have full food program here i understand mm -hmm. is there a food and beer pairing or will there be one in the future we don't have one currently okay. but absolutely will in the future mm -hmm. yeah we are stretching our legs when it comes to the restaurant industry it's not something we've done before and uh we're, we're yeah getting our sea legs under us but we will be expanding and that will be certainly part of the program mm -hmm. 
I know when I came a couple of weeks ago to, to introduce myself and all that stuff is I had the wood fire pizza and it was fantastic. And ever since, uh, I think it was Jersey that actually started my, my wood fire pizza journey. Mm-hmm. It was this place, Vesta's. There's a couple of places in New Jersey because I wanted to go to New York, but not stay in New York. Uh, and it was like, where's wood fire pizza been all my life? Yeah. Uh, why am I only eating a wood fire pizza when I'm 40? It's crazy. Yeah. And, and fortunately, um, all of our beers go perfectly with all of our food options. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so there's some symbiotic Is there some suggestions there. if somebody comes in and it's like, what do you suggest? I'm going to get the meat lover's pizza. What beer do you suggest? I'm just going to have a pint. I don't want a flight. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Do you do that? Do you make suggestions at least to those who aren't? Not a lot of people understand like how good beers, certain beers pair with certain foods. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Yeah, we do suggestions, okay. and we, but we also, but it's also particular to a person's palate too, yeah. right? Because it's like if they hate saisons, like they might like ours. Mm-hmm. But um, but that would be a consideration in that suggestion too, is to guide them okay. to a beer that they will both pair well and that they will enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, what's next is Kramer and Ken as a brand? Mm-hmm. Where to begin? Back. I mean, <laughs> like you said, you pretty much only started brewing and kind of brewing in 2019 commercially. It's been a heck of a journey from what I've seen so far. So mm-hmm. where, or is it just let's par for the course for now, and then maybe in five years we'll do something new? So yeah, yeah I mean, I'm oh, sorry. I was gonna say I I, th- I I think we all love the idea of par for the course. Yeah, but I don't. Think <laughs> Ironically that, enough, but, but like, yeah, but, yeah, I, it's not but really our something tells me that's just not in our yeah, it's not in our DNA okay. to you know we've got our foot on the gas. We're perpetually taking on more than we should. You know we're yeah. we're um, yeah. I think that's more of our style. So what's next? I'm not sure, but um, we have some ideas kicking around. We have some really grand ideas about. Um, big music, we have cool ideas about putting beer out on the course for in terms of like popping up yep. other breweries mm-hmm. during golf events. Yeah. Like, you know, we've got some really cool ideas in the mix. I mean, amongst them is a full-scale production brewery. Right now, we're, we're rolling with a three and a half and we can put, you know, we can put some more tanks in on that system. Mm-hmm. But um, the demand for our beer is out there, and so we've been kicking around this idea of a full-scale production brewery some here, somewhere around here. We've talked about farming on a full-scale around yeah. here. So um, we have a lot of uh, ambition. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which direction we'll take. We could probably only take one or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if sure. we're smart, we might take four or five because we're There's not. There's three of us, so we can go six directions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and more sometimes, depending on your personality. Yeah, so... Um, so I think it's going to be a really exciting next couple of years mm-hmm. um, as we build up the program, as, as you know, people get used to us here in this space. It's going to be a really exciting next couple of years. Is, yeah. you know, I can say for sure we'll increase our beer production, we'll, we'll increase our, uh, our distribution, and we'll uh, keep working the food angle and try to just have fun along the way. Whether it's wiffle ball yeah. or music yeah. or what, cornhole, yeah, yeah exactly. Wash toss. Yeah. Let's yeah. just have some fun. Yeah, I'd like to thank all three of you today for stepping up, Christy, Levi, and Heather. Really, really appreciate you taking time in your mm-hmm. schedule to speak with us about your brewery and and your adventure in beer uh, in the brewing industry and everything that's going to continue. Uh, I look forward to your future here as well. Uh, for those who are looking for you, let them know where they can find you. Here in Albert, <laughs> 230 Vermont 129. <laughs> Definitely. And we're also in North Hero, Vermont, Friday through Sunday, which is right on Route 2. 
Um, and check us out at our website, KramerandKin.com, because Heather does a wonderful job of keeping our events live there, and we always have live music and new beer releases and a lot of fun things. So check us out. And social media? Yeah, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, you can find us there. Okay, yeah. at Kramer and Kin or Kramer. Yep, Kramer and Kin okay. and spelled out. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. All that's going to be in the show notes. Uh, AllBeerInside.com is the website. At AllBeerInside on all social media. And as I say at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap. <laughs>